You're listening to the Sleepy Games podcast. And we are back, 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 back for another episode of the CB Games Podcast. How's it going, CB John? Going great, buddy. How about you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I hope you had a, a happy, happy Halloween. Uh, I mean, I know we had our Halloween episode and, you know, I'm, I'm glad to get all the spookiness out of the way now. Sometimes yeah. I, I, it, 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 it takes over me and I don't like it. <laughs> Indeed, uh, one of the things I, I really get into is the uh, pumpkin carving. Uh, every year I like to try to outdo last year's pumpkin, or jack-o'-lantern, whatever you want to call it. Did you have come some kind of theme for it or anything, or you just... No, I just, well, whatever speaks to my heart, so... Gotcha. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not usually into that stuff. Usually just dressing up and going to a party and handing out... Uh, candy to trick or treat, you know. Usually on actual Halloween, just it's just for. The, I think actual Halloween is just for the kids, and like the weekend is like for the adults. <laughs> right. I, I think. Well, I think the last either last episode or the episode before, you were telling me how into uh, getting probed you are. <laughs> because the alien. Okay. All right. Let's let's not go into that. Let's, 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 <laughs> That, that, that was all just for shits and gigs. Come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go into this episode. So this episode, we want to dive into the career of the famous, famous director of multiple generations, uh, Martin Scorsese. He's recently come out with a new film called Killers of the Flower Moon, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Um we will actually be discussing that film on part two of the Martin Scorsese discussion. So that'll be next week's episode. Uh, but for, for this week, we'll, we'll go into, uh, um, more, uh, the, the films that kind of spoke to us the most with Martin Scorsese and for you, uh, a Martin Scorsese film that you have never seen before. That's right, James. Yeah. So, uh, what, what film, uh, is that? I don't, you, you haven't told me yet. Well, okay, so you remember how last season we talked about uh, uh, Kurt Russell and uh, how he had always partnered up with uh, John Carpenter, right? Yes. Like, they, they had a kind of career thing together. I think with uh, Scorsese, uh, he's got kind of a lifelong uh, actor. I'm sure you probably know who I'm going with, but uh, Robert De Niro and him have made numerous flicks over the years, like spanning back to the mid-70s. 
Uh, and again, like even in 2023, they're still making a movie together. So I watched a movie that they made together kind of in the middle of their run. Uh, it was called Cape Fear. Have you seen that one? It's so funny you say that. Like, so I, I almost watched that one too um, last week in, in preparation to watch Killers uh, the Flower Moon because okay. it, it, it was a it was a Monster film I've never seen and my girlfriend hasn't seen and only a friend of mine said, "Oh yeah, you gotta see it, you gotta see it." But we we actually didn't get to watch it. So I'm very very curious what you think because it's probably gonna make me want to watch it right away. Uh yeah, I mean it's uh. I, I will admit, like, it's a pretty intense movie, uh, even for having been made in 1991. Um, I know that there's uh, quite a few pop culture references uh, from that movie. Like, The Simpsons basically did uh, an entire episode with it, like, way back in their, their glory days with uh, Sideshow Bob, I think shortly after Cape Fear yes, came out. Yes, I, I remember that episode, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I kind of knew a little bit about it going in based on that, and then to see, you know, the scenes that they're spoofing on it, like, it's, you know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, but it, it is, uh, yeah, like I said, it is a pretty intense movie. Uh, I mean, it, it's basically, uh, the, 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 the gist of the movie is Robert De Niro plays, uh, like the guy that was a convict for uh, 14 years went to jail. Nick Nolte, uh, I guess, inadvertently made it so he'd wind up in jail, even though he was guilty of of what he had done. So, um, so, so he was guilty, but like I guess, what the charge was more excessive than what it should should have been. Uh, well, so okay, well, I mean, th- this this is actually said pretty early into the movie, so I'm not really giving away a spoiler. So yeah, essentially, yeah. what Nick Nolte's uh, he's uh, at the time he was a defense attorney. And and he basically uh, buried a document that could have gotten Robert De Niro free of a rape charge, but because of the I guess the the morality of what uh, Robert De Niro's character was going to be charged with, he decided to bury that because he wanted him to go to jail, which is not something that a defense attorney is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty much the gist of the movie. He gets out of jail. Obviously, he wants to seek revenge. Uh, so. It, it was pretty interesting from that perspective. Like, I think for the most part, everything was fairly grounded. Like, the, the reactions that, that people are giving, uh, they seemed very realistic. Uh, again, everything, everything does feel very grounded. Um, so again, I don't, I don't want to give too much away. Like, it, it is really good. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the actress, uh, Juliette Lewis. Yes, you say. Yeah, so this is uh, definitely one of her first roles because she was seventeen, I think, at the time that she made this. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching the scenes where she's in it, like some stuff, I'm like, it's it's kind of it's gnarly to think of having a seventeen year old do those types of roles. She does a phenomenal job. I'm not going to say that she didn't. Um, but, uh, so there, the scenes with her in it were really good. Uh, Nick Nolte does a really good job. Robert De Niro obviously does a very good job. Like all in all, uh, it is a very good movie. Again, since you haven't seen it, I don't really want to spoil anything. Uh, but I mean, if you've seen the Simpsons spoof, I mean, you kind of have an idea of where things go. I think for me, the one thing I kind of, <laughs> maybe it's, it's, it's more of like a, a problem for me, you know, car background or whatever like they have a a cherokee that he that robert de niro straps himself to the bottom of and he essentially follows them like that's in the uh simpsons episode so, Special so y- y- you know what other show spoofs that like only for like a brief uh, family moment. guy i think does it too no i was gonna say rick and morty 
Oh, okay. I don't. I not. I don't know if I'm picking up a reference on that one. Yeah, so. it, it was. It was the episode where um where where Jerry and Beth go to that Titanic like reenactment thing, and then Jerry. Oh yeah. Like, Jerry like is hanging out with, with the maid on the ship, and like the maid's oh, obsessed with him. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Then, oh, okay. Yeah, yes, and, and, I do and, remember. And, and, and she's, she's like, "Cape Fear." Yeah, she yells, "Cape Fear." <laughs> Uh, I, I always, I always, I always like stuck with me. And so when you were talking about Cape Fear, that was literally the first thing that popped in my head. It was like that scene in Rick and Morty. Okay, well, it, the thing for me is like, I just want to know what he was strapped into. Like the drive shaft is right there, man. Like I, right. I need to know <laughs> how how did you do that? <laughs> like I don't know. Either way, but I mean that's the one scene where I'm like, eh. But the rest of the movie, uh, like I said, very grounded, very good, very uh, intense. The the music score uh, is very unnerving the entire mm. way through. Uh, I it they they found that sweet spot for me, anyways, where it was like any more, and it probably would have been too much. But it definitely was the sweet spot for it. But I think that that's where a lot of the the uh, the discomfort uh, when you're watching that movie it comes from. Uh, the music score or the, the music they have playing in the background. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, all in all, I, I'd highly recommend uh, watching that movie. It is like, like I said, it's, it's a, it's, it's an intense movie. I mean, there's obviously, uh, you know, scenes with it, rape, you know, rape insinuations, rape. It's kind of mostly off screen uh, in that movie. Uh, but, you know, it, it deals a lot of those types of themes. So, I mean, make sure you're in the mood for it, but, uh, I think they did a very good job, and again, I can see why uh, Scorsese and uh, De Niro uh, work so well together. They they made lots of terrific movies together. I have seen uh, uh, Taxi Driver, which I think most people are familiar with. That line is like, "Are you looking at me?" <laughs> I'll see anybody else here. You looking at me? You must um... be looking at me. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, um, and and they've they have, so they made a lot of movies uh, together over the years. So. Uh, it was kind of neat to watch, uh, yeah, just another one that I hadn't seen. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it, you mentioned how how Robert De Niro has done so many films with Mario Scorsese, um, and then it seemed like uh, Leo kind of like took the mantle, right after Mario after Robert De Niro. He's like, all right, now now Leo and Mario Scorsese are the, are the duo. Um, it, it's it, actually I watched a video the other day of. I didn't even know they made this. It was only a video of uh, it must have been a few years ago, where it was like Leo and, and Robert De Niro and Mario Scorsese, and they're arguing about like how many films they, they did together with Mario Scorsese. And right. Like, they're like really serious about it. It's really funny. Hmm. <laughs> like get well, each other's ass. And that's why, like, I'll, I'm going to be pretty excited when I do sit down and watch it because <clears throat> uh, I actually think that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Scorsese have also done. Uh, a lot of terrific movies together that I've enjoyed. Yes. So uh, it'd be interesting to see them both. I got to be uh, honest with uh, the Irishman. Uh, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I got 20 minutes into it. It, it just seemed really long. And I, I ended up shutting it off. Yeah. <laughs> that that was a, like a lot of people will say that's probably one of, Marcel Stacey's, uh I mean, I don't want to use the word like overrated, but it's just like I don't hear anyone saying that that they loved it. You know, mm, like for okay. for you, you, you like you for Marcel Stacey, you, you think for his films, like 
like, for the most part, you, you love it or you really like it. Like this one's just like, I like it. It's okay. You know, like w- w- when I watched it, I, I watched it in two parts because I think it was, was it, what was it? Was it three and a half hours? I think hours it's three and a half four? again. Yeah. I think okay. it's three and a half hours. Okay, so- I actually thought about watching it this morning for the show and then I looked at the time and I was like, I don't actually think yeah. I have enough time. <laughs> yeah, he was a little more, he experimented a bit because I know he used a lot of the de-aging effects on that one mm-hmm. uh, with with the three main leads, uh, De Niro, Pacino, and Joe Pesci. I mean, it was, it was great seeing Joe Pesci back because he, he took a, a hiatus from acting for a long time. I think over right. like a decade. And, you know, he, 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 like uh, an actor like him just falls right back into place. Like, like he didn't, he didn't miss any steps. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's like that classic actor we, we all know and love. So I think for, for moments like, cause I feel like it had great scenes in it, just sprinkled in an extremely long movie. So it, it just, it kind of just grew tiresome in a way. Cause you're just waiting for the next good scene. Everything just seems like it's me- meandering along. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, like it's not a movie I'm going to rewatch. <laughs> okay. Well, let's not spend too much time, uh, crapping on his movies. He does have a lot of, uh, really, really, uh, great ones that I've enjoyed. Over yes. The last few yes. Decades. And so I actually want to go into, uh, the film that probably like, speaks to me the most and it's actually the film and, and I was like I was looking back at my life and I'm thinking I'm like was this the first Morris Scorsese film I ever watched like and this was in a theater and I'm thinking like versus at home like like at a friend's house whatever like I I, I think from like from the beginning to the end I think it was the first Morris Scorsese film I watched like I remember I think I watched like scenes of the aviator but I, didn't, I never like watched the whole thing until later in my life so the the first film i ever watched from morris Scorsese was the departed okay and so so this came out in 2006 i was a freshman in college i kind of want to go into the um kind of the uh or, or why, why it holds like a special place in my heart because it was a great movie theater experience one of the best i still hold fondly and so, so my freshman year in college i i broke my ankle literally two weeks into college playing for like football Jeez. <laughs> it, it was it, it, like it sucked it was embarrassing when it happened but i actually right. met a, a lot of amazing people because of that because you know I, i'm the kid with with the crutches and everyone's being especially nice to me, holding doors, you know, making sure, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay and all that. So, you know, it was kind of like a nice blessing in disguise. It was a great way to meet meet people. <laughs> um, so, so th- there was, I remember it was a Friday night. It was literally the first day that a party came out. And and the RA was like walking down the dorm halls and just telling people, hey, we're going to the movies. You want to come along? And, and he was saying that they were going to see the movie The Guardian. And I don't even know what The Guardian is, but it's a, it's a film with... I do. It's Kevin Costner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, yeah. I was, I was like telling him, I'm like, uh, you know, like I want to go to the movies, but I don't want to see that one. I'd rather see The Departed. And he's like, what's The Departed? I'm like, you don't know, like, like it's with Leo, Matt Damon, you know, Jack Nicholson. I mean, this, it's going to be like, you know, amazing. And he's like, all right, I guess we can see that instead. Like, you know, there's no argument. He's like, all right, fine. So literally everyone that was going to the movies, we went to see that one. And... You know, I, I'm in the theater and my crutches and everything. I'm, I'm all I'm all excited and, and uh, 
And I don't, I, I even think, even I had high expectations going into it and it still blew my mind. Cause, uh, you know, I never, I never saw a Mario Scorsese movie. So like, I, 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 like, I thought I knew what it expected, but I guess I didn't know what I was really in for. And I remember scenes like from, from a theater experience and just from the audience. The, the first one that comes to mind is when, um, uh, the captain played by, uh, Martin Sheen, when he's falling down the building, like to his death, where like, there's like no sound or anything. Like you could hear a right. drop in the theater. Like everyone, you could feel like everyone just like holding their breath. They're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then he falls splat right in front, right in front of Leo. Yep. I'll never forget that. And of course, I'll never forget with the ending when, when they actually, or when, you know, everyone gets shot up at the end and the whole theater is just like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, what is going on? Like, like everyone's like losing their minds. Um, so. I, and because of that, it, it was like I, I, I remember so vividly that this whole experience, and and I, I'll never forget it because you know. So, Martin Scorsese, I, I thank you for like I, I'm glad that that was my first time experiencing a Martin Scorsese film, and right. so I, I kind of want to go into it more as far as like some of the details that I, I I didn't know about. Like some things I did, some things I didn't. But you know, for our audience, I'm sure it'll be useful to hear from that for that for their. Um. Uh. So. So you you knew that the 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 party was a remake. I did. Yeah. Is that uh, Infernal Affairs? I yes. think is uh... which which is a Hong Kong film. Right. Yeah. And it was a three part film. I think it is. Uh, it... Is is what the original is. Yeah. And, and and I have watched the first two, like the first Infernal <laughs> Affairs and the second one. Um, right. Because I watched the second one thinking that they might make a sequel to The Departed. Because I was actually thrown around a few times. Because I, I was, I'm, I'm big in the movie news. I remember that was, I, I remember they wanted. So, so this leads my my other thing. So apparently, so Matt Damon's character was originally supposed to be played by Brad Pitt. Brad hmm. Pitt is, is one of the, the producers on the film. So right. I heard like in the sequel. It was going to follow like Brad Pitt and Marky Mark because since Marky Mark, you know, he was like the only one that survived in the end. Right. Um, yeah. So like, and I think the reason they said was Brad Pitt, they wanted someone a little bit younger. That's why they went with Matt Damon. But I thought Matt Damon was like, he, he killed in that role. And I remember the, the scene in The Departed where like it shows like the little kid, Matt Damon. He looks mm-hmm. exactly like Matt Damon. He does. He does actually. <laughs> now that you mention it, they do that shot where it's like a yeah. little, like, like that one edit where it's like him and then Matt Damon like oh yeah, shit. it really does look like him. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of times I find that Hollywood kind of craps the bed on that, but they they definitely found a very very good uh, young looking Matt Damon there. Um, in. In watching this film, like every every actor is like bringing their A game, like everyone is acting their asses. Off. I mean, it, you know, I have to bring up how I'm usually not a fan of Mark Wahlberg, but this right. will, this will forever be the best role he's ever done. He will never be able to top the role he has in the party. He has so many great lines. He <laughs> like like you know he like his. Marky Markness in this film is is perfect for the character, and, and like he's 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 just enough over the top, but it's it just it fits it fits the story and all the other characters, so it works. And I'm I'm surprised I'm surprised that he's the only 
actor of the bunch that was nominated for an Oscar. Which really, which kind of blows my mind because I, I, I kind of you know I, I thought like Jack Nicholson was great, Leah was great, but you know it's the Academy. Sometimes they're idiots, whatever. Um, and and with Jack Nicholson too, like. I kind of wish this was like the last role he ever did because you know n- now he's retired. He, he no longer um, he never he, he doesn't do, do anything with acting. Right. Um, but what what a like an unhinged character with like a sadistic sense of humor. I mean, you, you remember the scene where with him and Leo where he's just like he he just grabs that hand like that severed hand out of the bag. Right. He's just just holding it while he's talking to Leo. Man, yeah. what a fucking power move, you know? <laughs> just like I, I think that's how it's called intimidation. <laughs> if you're if you're talking about Jack Nicholson, uh, and I someone told me this, I I don't know if you had heard this before, but like uh, there was one line where uh, I guess it was kind of slightly improvised on him is when uh, they're killing, uh, like they kill somebody, and then like the, the girl like falls down after he shoots her, and he's like, she fell funny. I didn't. I, 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 I didn't know that was an improvised line, but but I believe it. That's well, hilarious. <laughs> I guess the idea was that like they do this so much, right? That like like they're killing people all the time. That he's just like you know like she fell funny. Like for for someone he had just did. <laughs> she had fallen funny, right? And I'm like that. That was you know what he brought to that role, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I and that that is always kind of a scene that stuck out for me because it's just it's such an odd line to say to you, right? And you're just kind of thrown in there for like almost something you'd expect more, almost like in a like a kind of like a Tarantino, right? Or yes, like that, where, where I, the, I know what you mean. The script is just you know dynamite. Yeah, it, 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 and that's like one of the first lines he has in the film. You're like, okay, this is a sick fuck we're dealing with, <laughs> but. For for his character, I mean, it just shows like how much he's been in just the criminal underworld. He's just swallowed him whole, and he's right. I mean, you can tell he's kind of he's kind of losing his mind towards the end too. Yeah, well, well, I I, I guess losing it, but also like knowing that like his time's up too. You know, he can only do this for so long. Like he seemed, yeah, to me, it kind of seemed like. He was kind of disinterested near the end because he kind of had everyone by the balls. I think he just, I think he was just done with it. I don't even think, you know what I mean? Like he, he had like, everyone was working for him at that point. Like basically, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he had, he had the cops on his side, like the mob, like everything. And then he just, he just stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's even what he's saying. He's like, he's in that adult movie theater or whatever. He's like, I just don't understand. He's like, you know, pussy's always been so easy for me to get, right? Like, I never understood the appeal. And like the whole movie, he's just got like, like mountains of cocaine, like Scarface, like just, just doing whatever the hell he wants the whole time. Uh, it, it just really seemed like he just, yeah, just kind of was just phoned it in, I guess. Oh, yeah, did he say a line? I thought he said, like, he's like, I never understood jacking off in the theater. Is that what he said? Something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> he just says, I remember he just said it, like, randomly with, with that, like, Matt Damon behind him. Matt Damon's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you saying? So, but for this movie, I do have one piece of slightly negative commentary that we've talked on in this show. We even have something named after it. Do you know what I'm referring to? 
Uh, are you talking about the rat scurrying at the end? Yeah, the hamster. The hamster at the end, yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's obviously a rat. <laughs> because they're all rats. So Damn hamster, James. It's bringing me down. So, so uh, f- for this episode, I made sure to do some research on that because there ah. was, there was, there was more to it than I thought. Um, so I'm the opposite with you. I love it. I mean, I know it, right. it's, it's a little on the nose and everything, but I think it's yeah. just, I think it's more, I see it more of like, I see it as like fate laughing. It's like, yeah, you're a rat. This is what's going to happen to you. You're dead because of all you did. And like, so I, I, I think it's like a fate sort of thing. That's how I saw it. But, um, so, but I look into it more and like, there are some people who are like, angry angry that this ending happened the way it did even to the point where there was a there was like a kickstarter where people trying to people (laughs) people trying to to put money to try and get the scene removed oh well i think it's nuts like (laughs) okay well let me i i do have to say like i get the scene like to me like then this is just my interpretation of it the first time i saw it like I think that Scorsese knew. He knew he had made something, like, great. You know, like, a terrific piece of cinematic art. Mm -hmm. And he finished that with something like that. Like, it just, you know, it's... I think, in a way, it's like a cherry on top. But at the same time, it's almost like... I almost want to say it's like he's jerking himself off. Because he knew (laughs) how good it was. And, and And I think that that's why it has the... Maybe the, you know, the, the effect it has on people... Even at the time, I was like, okay, man, like, you think highly of yourself, but it was that good, and I think that that's, I, I think it's appropriate, given that it was that terrific of a movie, at, like, and that's why I've made it, like, you know, the, the Sleepy Games hamster, because some movies the do it games. when when it is not warranted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some movies do it when it, like, and and in this this movie does it too in a bit is like it it ended so well and then there's just this rat and you're like man like I just I I, I you know what I mean like the first time I watched it 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 was very jarring in a way it's just like you know you you want the credits to fade out but it's not there's just this hamster staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I can get that, but you know, I I just see it as like you know, like you said, the cherry on top. I'm like, it's like, a, yeah, it's like, I get, a, ha, it. I get it, nice. You know, I, I, like when I first saw it, I just you know, I just chuckled and smiled. I'm like, oh, that's cute, nice. I see what you right. did there, <laughs> cute little hamster. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So, I, I, as far as the music goes in this film. Like there, there were some songs in here that I've never heard before, and I always think of The Departed now because of the song. Of course, you know, shipping up to Boston, Dropkick Murphys, Dropkick Murphys. Yes, and 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 they they sprinkle that song in a few times. They do, and and, and I I saw some criticism as well with the film with the editing they do because a lot of times they'll they'll throw music in here and like they'll abruptly cut it. Like right, the music be going all of a sudden. Then old lady speaking, you're like, it, it, and that's kind of jarring in the way. It's like whoa, like, like like the volume is all like turned up to eleven, and all of a sudden this cuts and then dialogue. You know, right. it's, not, it's not like it's you know, it's not like a, it's not smooth. It's it, it, it's 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 done in a 
in a way where they want you like a little uneasy like when it happens, which right. you know obviously is, is done on purpose and it definitely keeps you still on edge for for the most part. But um, I love that song so much, and, and every time I hear it, I always think of The Departed. Always since since that's the movie that introduced me to it. But and then I listen to it like every every St. Patty's Day, you know, that's like the right. go-to St. Patty's song. Indeed, it is, and I. I, I I love all the accents in this because you know every every time you say departed you know you gotta say departed right you gotta say it with that thick Boston accent <laughs> uh, and I still I still I've never been to Boston and it, it, it makes me want to go. You, I thought you lived like not too far away from there. I mean, from Baltimore, it's like seven hours, I guess. If, Man, if I, I, I do that drive like. A- <laughs> Several times a summer. That's nothing for you, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I go, I go to Edmonton all the time. It's five hours away from where I am. Oh, wow. I guess it is pretty far, huh? Uh, yeah, well, like four and a half. Or, well, I guess it depends how quick you're going. I mean, like, you probably can make it in a couple hours, but uh, you might lose your license, I guess. Well, I will, well, I will say this is probably my, my favorite film that takes place in Boston. Take that I, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's quite a few films that take place in Boston, but uh, yeah, it, it is a good movie all in all. Is there any other Scorsese flicks that you'd like to discuss? Before oh, wait, our wait, time wait, 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 there's one, there's one thing, there's one interesting tidbit I wanted to bring up too. Some people might know this, I don't know if you know this. So for all the characters that die, there, there are scenes where the character will be there and they have an X it, like in the shot. To show like that that that, that they're like uh, they'll be they'll, they'll eventually you know come to to their demise and die. Okay. So th- there's a shot with Leo where there's where there's X's around. There's a shot there's a shot with Marco says he's falling where he's, you see all the X's as he's falling. And, there, and there's shots of Matt Damon and Jack Nicholson too. But I don't know where those are. I, I didn't look into those, but I just heard that for all the characters that get killed, there's an X in the scene oh. with them. So, really? Yeah. Which, in the uh, movie, like it's kind of like a, like an Easter egg almost. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know so. what? Next time, next time I watch it because I, I I find myself watching that movie every few years because it yes. is that good and I love. If someone says they haven't seen it, throw it in, and like I've never had somebody not be blown away. Like right. you know, if you're if you're into cinema at all, it, it's a hard movie not to enjoy. And like I said, the those. The performances from all those actors, I think it's it's in a lot of cases it's their best work they've ever done. Uh, from Alec Baldwin, yeah, <laughs> uh, Leo, like Matt Damon, uh, uh, Marky Mark, like we talked about, uh, Martin Sheen, like you said, like all of them, they did, they it, just do so phenomenal. It, Jack it, Nicholson, it, obviously, yeah, it, it, and even like I feel like it, what goes underrated is is like the the romance aspect between uh, Vera, I forget her last name. With Leo, how she's you know with the Matt therapist? Damon, but yeah, yeah. The therapist. She's with Matt yep. Damon, but hooking up with Leo. I, yeah. think, I even think that was done so well. I, it it really was, yeah. yeah. Like there, like I said, there's there's no part of that movie that isn't like phenomenal. Uh, the hamster being, I guess, the thing that seems to divide people. So, um, I guess if you haven't watched the movie and you plan on watching it, you know, let us know what you think. Oh, the hamster I, I, I think uh, people who say it's ever raid just say it's ever raid because they hate the hamster. 
Probably. You have me call it the hamster now, by the way. Thanks. Congratulations. Uh, like so I guess moving on to other films since we have a little bit of time um, th- there's one I- I've always wanted to re-watch because I feel like when I watched it the first time um, I feel like because I knew I, I-, I guessed what the ending was going to be it kind of I don't know it kind of tapered my rating down a bit and that was Shutter Island uh, I was going to say that I was like I feel like uh, that's what you're going to say but yeah so I, I kind of want to, because I, I watched it, like, I guess in a setting. I mean, I, I didn't see it in theaters. I watched it, like, uh, on Redbox or something. And I I, I kind of saw where it was going. But and so I guess it didn't make me appreciate it enough. So I kind of want to give that one a re So I might rewatch that one for, for next week. Well, I mean, I kind of want to rewatch that one and watch, and watch Cape Fear uh, mm. before next week. Oh, yeah, Cape Fear. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. I mean... I, I was actually trying to find other ones that I hadn't seen, like um, one that I've always wanted to watch. I just never gone around to. It was Raging Bull, which you is know another what? De Niro yeah. Scorsese one. You know, I haven't I haven't watched that one either. Well, and and that's like it is. It's kind of like Taxi Driver in that, like I've heard it's really good. I I don't know much about it other than De Niro's like a boxer in it. Um, yes. That that's that's the the gist of everything. If you know anything else, don't tell me because like I don't know anything. Um, but it, it is one that, uh, I haven't mean to see. And the other one, I'm sad to say, uh, a lot of people are surprised when I say I haven't seen Casino. So, which I think is another one that apparently, like, you have to watch if you're a Scorsese fan. Yeah, uh, but, like, I, I just, I just see Casino as, like, a watered-down Goodfellas. It's just, it's just not... It's That's like, kind of like, what I figured. Uh, and Goodfellas, I loved it. But man, does the ending ever make me mad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, and, and I not for anything. But it's true, like, and that's what happens. Oh, and it is—it's not—it's not the movie's fault. It, right. It's just because it's so invested, and like you want to punch him in the face. <laughs> he just sells everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, <laughs> I remember. Um, I remember Paul Sorvino's look. Like and and that was that was the most intense look I think when when he's selling them out and he's watching them I'm like man uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like I, I that is a that is a scene for me that like I'll never forget like that look he shoots him like yeah did did you ever see the the um the the uh, kids movie that uh Monster says he made called uh, Hugo I, actually that was another one I was like. So I was trying to find a movie I hadn't seen. I was just trying to find something that was on Netflix or or whatever. And yeah. like uh, every time it's like, oh, you got to pay for it on Prime or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um. And Hugo, I think, was one of those. I haven't seen it. Is it good? It, it's not. So so going into it, like it's not. You know, it doesn't really feel like a kids movie. I mean, it, fo- it follows two kids, but it's more of the story of kind of the birth of really kind of the birth of film. Cause so you, you, like so like the early like kind of nineteen hundreds, and um, and okay so like like you you know the shot of like the black and white film where you have like the missile going up and sh- and shooting the uh, the moon in the eye. Can you can you picture that shot? I or, 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 or shoot like a rock like an animated thing almost. Well, I mean, I mean it's all like it's all practical. 
I, I don't know. I I think I kind of know what you're talking about, but I, I I'm thinking of it as like in a cartoony Mickey Mouse thing almost. Ah, uh, yeah. No, so so it's, it's all sets and everything they use, like like the whole moon things. Oh, it's all set, okay. all staged. Um, but so it, it was cool seeing, you know, you know, because it's, it's it's film is very vibrant, a lot lots of colors, and like when you're so used to only having in your head of like this being black and white and looking very dated, and just okay. seeing the production value that he went into this you know, so I would say kids movie. Mm-hmm. And so it was more fascinating in the way just of, you know, cause someone like Mario Scorsese is probably such a lover of, of cinema and just him showcasing that I thought was very, very well done, right. but hmm. moving on. So that, that's I, that's, yeah, that's going to wrap the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, same, same, we'll do the same thing next week for part two. We'll talk more about killers of the flower moon and we'll go from there. Looking forward to it, buddy. All right, man. Cheers. Cheers.